0: And out of that crisis or failure or, or catastrophic event, something new and more amazing grew out of it. And they look back at that moment and they were like, that sucked so bad. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for a moment because it made me better. It gave me this new path that I never would have taken if that had not happened. And I think that's what we need to, to convince people of, that, that most people who are willing to drive forward and find that um, – they're better for it afterwards,
1: yeah, and that's uh, I'm glad you said that because that inspires me to uh to forge a better path on that. You said something earlier about you know when you're in the middle of something and that you know it's it's that first ambush which right now America, especially but the whole world really is going through it, and it made me right away I was sitting there reflecting on, yeah, you know I woke up from two and a half months in a coma to being told that I was uh you know burned severely disfigured blind lost half my fingers and you know i remember telling people well when can i go back to work and even my closest friends my doctors they're like jason you're you're never going back to work you're not gonna be able to shoot a gun again and i i was like you guys are all wrong
2: and i believe in myself this is episode number 144 with jason redman and jason Schechterly. You're listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode number 144 of the American Sippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an incredible show for you. Uh, Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm here with my co-host, Barbara Allen. And you know, the only thing better than sharing one incredible person with our community is sharing two incredible people. This episode is from a uh, Facebook Live interview that we did with two previous guests who have experience and lessons to share about overcoming sudden catastrophic events in life. Jason Redman is a former Navy SEAL who survived several combat-inflicted gunshot wounds that should have killed him. And Jason Schechterly is a retired police detective who survived a horrific on-duty car accident that engulfed his car and him in flames. Together the men talk about lessons they learned from their experiences and how those lessons apply to today's COVID-19 hardships. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Jason Redman and Jason Schechterley. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast.
3: We are really just so happy to have you guys here today. I was talking with Jason Schechterly um just prior to going live here and we were talking about why we wanted to do this. I know that there are so many people going live on Facebook now. Like, you know, that's that's the thing, but I don't care. I think it takes as many voices and not everybody's gonna connect with every person. So whoever connects with us is just great. And I think they'll be so glad they did when they get to Talk to you guys or hear your stories because if ever we needed a time for more people to tap into resilience skills that they probably don't even know they have, uh, it would be now. And whatever part we can play in that is great. You know, people are just, they're coming undone. I think there are a few things at play here, right? There's still reeling from the shock of something that nobody could have foreseen happening. It seems like... Nobody would have guessed this happened, and people I think maybe who haven't dealt with something on that level are maybe a little slower delayed in in just accepting absorbing that blow right um and then dealing with the frustration every time you think it's going to end, it gets more, and then you got people in health crisis, you got people grieving, but they can't grieve, you know just so much so whatever you two can add to share from your stories um to share your experiences dealing with those issues and why it's Important to find something to laugh at too, even if it's dark and appropriate humor. If it would just get you through it. So be it. Right. So jump in, have at it. Just let the games begin.
0: Dark, <laughs> dark and appropriate humor. That's the best kind.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's right up our alley. I am sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah so, so why don't you guys? Take turns. Back. I'm not going to call them. I'm not like a little teacher, but like, go back. let just give everyone a like quick backdrop of your story. Maybe people caught your podcast interviews with us. Maybe they didn't shame on them, but we'll forgive them and they can go back and check it now. Um, but let's fill people in first.
0: Yeah. I was a, uh, police officer who was rear-ended and wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got my Jason. Jason. I got my, I got my Jason's
1: confused.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Actually, Jason, you go, man.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind switching because if I could run around screaming I was a Navy SEAL, I would uh, be happy. Um, all right. So, yeah, Barb, I don't remember what our episode was. And uh, it, it was a great one. Though. It was uh, just so such an honor to be on with you. Uh, I truly, I told you this before, on and off air, I say it to you all the time on your Uh, Instagram but uh, I I find huge inspiration in you and I thank you for doing this. So my name is Jason Checkerly. I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona. As you can tell I was involved in uh, a pretty sizable fire 19 years ago. I was rear-ended while I was on duty as a Phoenix police officer by a guy doing over 100 miles an hour and just fate upon fate, miracle upon miracle a uh, fire truck at my intersection, best burn center in the country, two miles away. Spent quite a bit of time in a coma, quite a bit of time in the hospital. Tons of surgeries, tons of therapy, which other people out there who have been through some physical injuries, I know Jason will agree with me. The actual injury and in hospital, that's the easy part. Therapy, that, that, can, uh, that can be pretty grueling at times. Um, With as far as the pain and and really the mental part of of pushing yourself one step forward. But I was able to get through all that and uh, return to work. My wife and I had another child 18 months afterwards who now is 17 years old. And it's just been an incredible, incredible journey and learning process uh, about life. And, you know, no matter what you go through, you change as you grow older with life experience and when you throw in whatever your, are we all have something. We all, we all go through similar adversities. You know, we're going to lose loved ones in life. We're going to see people that we love struggle, whether it be going through a divorce or financial struggles. If we're parents, then we can all relate to that portion of adversity. But it seems like all of us will also have something unique. Uh, Barb, what you went through is something I can't possibly fathom. What Jason went through is, is something there's no way I can relate to or understand. We have something unique to us. And you mentioned something a few minutes ago. What we're going through right now, this is not something I ever could have anticipated or prepared myself for. And the one thing that I've learned about adversity, the one thing that I really try to stress to people is you got to meet yourself where you are. And, you know, for me right now, I'm not sitting here going, Oh, you know, Jason, you were, you overcame a bad fire. You overcame all these injuries and went through all this adversity 19 years ago. So this is easy. No, that's not how this works. This is incredibly difficult to be quarantined. I've lost my, my love and my passion is to travel this country doing motivational Speeches. I am blessed to be an Eagle Rise speaker, which Jason invited me to and created, and and has given me that platform. And all of a sudden, that's been taken away. My income has been taken away. My kids aren't going to school. My son's not granted. Well, he is graduating college, but he doesn't get to to walk and do that memory. My high school son doesn't get to go to his prom, and the baseball recruiting that we're going through is on hold. And there's all this adversity and. I could care less that I was burned 19 years ago. I could care less that my eyesight is limited. I could care less that I, I'm not a cop anymore. I'm trying to meet myself right. where I'm at right now and find a way to get through this. And just like both of you and and all of our listeners, uh, this is tough. And there's no sense in pretending that it's not. But we have a choice. How are we going to get get through this? We're we're at the mercy of the choices that we make every day on how to handle this, with our mindset, and how we're going to get through each day, what the future may look like, and then we're at the mercy of the decisions that other people are making, uh, most notably things you're hearing on the news, the things that politicians are saying and deciding for us and our and our freedoms. So I, I just think it's important. Uh, I want I want Jason to jump in here right now because his his perspective on this is, is is just incredible but that's what i want people to understand it, you, today is today and it's okay to be where you're at today meet yourself right there don't worry about last year and certainly can't worry about next year because we we just don't know yeah. and
3: jason redman you talk a lot about you know get off the x and avoid life's ambushes and it's almost like like you had a heads up that you knew that that would be super appropriate in, 20, in 2020, um, you know, coming down the pike. So fill us in on that.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. The people who bought my book, my newest book that came out in uh, December that have read the book are just like, oh my God, I'm so thankful I read this before all this happened. And uh, it, it is a fact. I mean, in life, we're all You know, for anybody that may not know my story, I served 21 years as a Navy SEAL, and in um, 2007, I was in a pretty ferocious firefight uh, enemy ambush by Al Qaeda and was hit eight times in the gunfight, uh, took two rounds of left elbow that effectively destroyed my elbow and a round of the face. Um, but I felt uh, bigger than the injuries. It was the, that point of attack, just this overwhelming, utterly helpless feeling of being pinned down by a larger enemy force with, uh, uh, some two very well positioned machine guns that had me pinned down. And, and we call that point, the X you're on the X and in order to survive, you have to get off the X. But Today, fast forward and everything I wrote about the bat the the book in the book, everybody gets ambushed in life. I survived that enemy ambush only to step into the next level of the ambush, which was getting put back together. So I, I remember when the doctors were telling me, and I'm sure Jason can relate to this, when the doctors, when you were getting your first prognosis, there's this initial feeling of, oh my God, I survived. But then you step into the next phase, which is all the pain and and being horrifically injured and, and really severe injuries, there's no, there's no timeline and there's no perfect roadmap. It's like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. And Oh, by the way, uh, you can choose choice A, which is hard and you can choose choice B, which is hard, or you can choose choice C, which is hard, but all of them have different risks and rewards. And they put that on you. So you step into this next ambush, which is, Oh my God, you're telling me it's going to take. X amount of years to put me me back together and there's no guarantee of the outcome, you know? Um, So it was like, I stepped out of one ambush into the next ambush. And so that, that is the bottom line. Everybody in life is going to get ambushed right now. America's on the X right now. People's businesses are on the X families are on the X. Um, And it's funny, the longer you sit on the X, the more the frustration and the fear and the anxiety all piles up. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, here we are, we've been in quarantine. I know for the Redmond family, because we're going live every single night. Uh, We are now on day 36 from when we first initially said we're not going to go out anymore. Um, And a lot of people are feeling that, man. You watch the news and there are people all across the country that are starting to protest, you know, with this mindset of, oh, you're taking away my freedoms. Um, you know, which is an interesting mindset, in my opinion. Um, But the reality is they're frustrated, they're bored, they want to get life back to the way it was. Although I do think it's a little bit of a naive and juvenile thought process, because life isn't the way it was. And it never will be. When you go through a major life ambush, there's some sort of attack or incident that has drastically changed everything in your life, no different than this this virus has drastically changed everything globally and specifically here in America. The business landscape, it will never go back to exactly the same way it was before. It's been forever altered. So what you had in the past may or may not come back, but the reality is it probably won't. It's going to be a different variation. And for some people, it's gonna be a 180 different direction that they're gonna to have to move to because their business was shut down or they had to make a pivot I know it's one of the biggest things in the speaking industry right now. We're all scrambling, trying to figure out, you know, hey, I made my living like Jason. I'd love to be on a stage and speak and motivate and inspire people and meet people. That's all gone. And uh, so now we're all kind of scrambling, going, hey, we still want to do what we do, which is motivate and inspire people, but it ain't going to happen. So it's just interesting. This whole process of getting off the X and driving forward and you can't look at the past, I'm... Um, oh man, how do I say this without looking like a jerk? I I'm mildly, am, I'm mildly <laughs> amused at everything that's going on because it's everything I wrote about in my book and I'm just watching people. The people that are doing well are the ones that are executing and getting off the X and they're figuring out how to drive forward using a lot of the different steps that I talk about. And the people that aren't are the ones that are sitting on the X feeling sorry for themselves, wishing they could get back what they lost, which never works, it doesn't happen. So.
3: Right. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you go How do you get your family by the way to go live with you? Mine there's no way in hell my family would do that. They just wouldn't yeah. do it.
1: I'm with I, you. Wouldn't happen.
3: Yeah, I had uh, to like beg them to play this game with me the other day, you know, eating cereal with each other's hands right. Um, and I told was them this I Was it like, <laughs> Go ahead. Was the,
0: was the game on uh was the game filmed or was it just you guys playing a game?
3: No, we videoed it. I'm like, yes, and I'm videoing this and I'm using it, but they didn't want to do it. I'm like, dude, I need to have fun and we need to like encourage other people to have fun. But yeah, I can't get, how do you get your family to 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 do that with you? Because mine has zero interest, like the opposite of interest <laughs> in doing that. You know, I, I, I don't know.
0: It's a good it's a good question. And sometimes they uh, sometimes obviously they don't want to do it and we don't push them. We're just like, hey, yeah. we're doing a live, come say hi. And sometimes they're about it. But I will say this, my kids kind of grew up in the spotlight a little bit. So maybe they're a little more used to it, if you will. Yeah. Because I mean, my kids, my son was eight when I got wounded and we started going to dinners and different things. And we took our kids with us to all these dinners. I mean, we just, I I wanted my kids to be exposed to this world. One, we were meeting like national heroes, man. We'd go to these events and it'd be like, here, I want to introduce you see that blue ribbon around that guy's neck, that means he's a total badass and he's amazing. And I want you to meet him and get a picture with him, you know? So, so I think my kids grew up in that environment where maybe they were out there a little more. Um, although the interesting thing, I've been very protective of my kids. I have, if you go back and look up until this, I've never put my kids out in the spotlight like that. And, and I still don't, you, you will not, um, um my kids names are not their actual names in any of my books um you don't hear me say my kids names on social i call them thing one two my son now i'm i'm saying his name he's 20 and he's yeah. kind of he's kind of growing older and getting his own uh he's a dj and you know i'm actually trying to help grow his exposure out there so some of it they like it the one that's most interesting is uh is erica the long-haired admiral cuz she um i've for years tried to get her to speak she's a phenomenal speaker i mean i don't know if you guys have ever gotten her to just speak but she just it just flows and you can't help but like the way she speaks and she's just very matter of fact and and uh so it's been interesting that she bought off on this and man we've been doing it together and people love her um yeah. so i don't know i'm going to
1: well, she's got the best nickname ever. Yeah, LHA, <laughs> man, the long haired admiral. The long haired admiral, which means she's in charge as she should be.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I wear the pants in that household. She's, she's at least the ones at least yeah, at least the one she tells me to put on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys um what are some ways that you've seen in your communities or people you know that are like actual acts that people are doing to kind of make other people laugh or like, for me, I love seeing the absurdness that's coming out. I love seeing the people that are just doing super creative, but like funny things too. Um, that just makes me, I always like that. It makes me laugh, but you know, then there's the inspira- inspirational things going on with people like visiting each other, sort of visiting you. But what have, what are some things that are happening around you all? Jason. For me
1: it's, It's been, uh, you know, I did, uh, I joined Jason's uh, live stuff uh, to sometimes, you know, get my own inspiration throughout the day. Uh, We did a great last week uh, and Jason's doing another one tonight. I would encourage everybody who's listening right now to tune into uh, Jason's Instagram and Facebook live tonight because he's going to have some phenomenal speakers uh, giving their testimonials and uh we can all use that uh to to get through it but the the humor is just kind of an ongoing thing all day and it starts in your house we that's one thing that i love about my household we laugh there is no like stress or depression or uh i mean it sucks and we're bored and we want to <laughs> do stuff but we're like you we're playing games and uh laughing as much as we can and then you try to impose that on the the outside world when you're doing stuff with uh, what I have found difficult, Jason, you can, uh, you're so much better at this than me. This is why you inspire the the hell out of me. I've, I have found like my, my postings have decreased because used to be when I was out there speaking, you know, it's easy. Hey, here's the story I heard today. Here's a person I've met uh, who inspired me and you could tell all these stories or, or you want to be real, you know, Barb, you're so good at that. You know, I'd be like, Hey, I'm in this airport. I'm, I'm having a beer with this guy that I just met or, uh, you know, I love to travel hotels, room service, being on stage. Like Jason said, the companies that I'm with, the people I'm with. And so not having that right now, i not knowing if or when it's coming back. I've noticed that I have been less, uh, able to Present. find my groove with, with my postings and because I almost feel in some way and, and Jason, please jump in and argue with me on this. I, I almost feel like I, I can't just say, you know, here's, uh, here's a daily dose of motivation when people have lost, you know, their, their jobs or maybe their home life isn't, you know, being at home 24 seven sometimes with your family, it doesn't work for everybody. So yeah. Uh, I, you know, I found a little struggle within myself of like, I want, I still feel motivated. I still feel inspired. I'm taking care of myself physically. I'm, I mean, the gym closed down. So now I work out at home and um, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm not passing it on like I used to to other people. And I'd love to hear your thoughts because Jason, you do it every day. You're still passing it on to other people.
0: Yeah, we do. Although I will say, I kind of looked at my social media the other day and I'm like, gosh, man, we're really trying to push. Yeah, we're all, we're making this big pivot and there's so much noise out there right now. Everybody in the world has gone virtual. I read a yeah. uh, statement the other day that um, webinars and virtual content has increased something like, I don't know, 2000% since uh, the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if you've noticed, everybody has become a coach, um, you know, so this arena that we were in, suddenly it's like everybody, it's like screaming into a hurricane, trying to be heard with anything you're doing. So I noticed on my social media, I'm pushing a lot more of the things we're doing. And I don't know, I I looked at it today and I was just like, God, man, it, it's, uh, it's less... I don't know. I feel like it's less motivation, a lot more like marketing, just trying to make things happen, which I'd like to get away from. I just like, I like doing like Monday musters or like, I love doing Monday musters, man. Just like, Hey, let's start the day off. Right. And during the week, I write down things that I think about. This would be good to talk about for Monday. And, uh, and that's just a purely motivational thing. It's all it is. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing behind it. It's just I want to give people a dose of motivation to start their week off right. So Jason, I, I will say I disagree with you on the mindset of, you know, hey, some people out there are losing their jobs and things like that. I think they need that motivation more now than ever. Um, we can't change the fact that they're losing their jobs. We can't change the fact this pandemic um here i'll give you a really depressing fact for us i mean eric and i have already come to recognize this i'm sure you have and if you haven't then i'm going to go ahead and tell you so i can ruin your day <laughs> is this peaking industry is going to be the last industry that comes back in all of this yes that's the reality yes and i've already heard uh some rumors of big companies that they're not even planning any events uh until 2021 like, they're not even considering events. And I'll be honest, I think it'll be later into 2021 before. I think you're going to have to see a vaccine or something in place before they're going to allow large crowds of people to get together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we
3: were talking about, yeah, that. For- and, you know, Dave and I have at first, we you know, we were planning the Great American Summit. Jason Schechter, yeah. you were going to be part of it. Jason Redman, you were trying, right? And initially, we were like aggravated when we made a decision just before this started to move it to September for different reasons. We had a new team come on board. things happened right? It was would have been better in September. but obviously now that's off the off the playing field even September, and um we're looking like you said, we're moving it to we're looking at may twenty twenty one now um because you know, the sponsors, even attendees aren't going to be wanting to go to. Hey Bob, I got good
0: news. My calendar's yeah. clear.
3: Our, I got it. I got it live. You're in. We got the Jasons. We got you both. Pedro said, Pedro had said he'd come to, um, if he was available. So you can have a reunion, like a romance yeah. reunion. But, um, yeah, we're looking at May, 2021. And at first we took it hard. We were like, this was, we spent two and a half years building up to this event, like our first event, you know, and for us, it was kind of like a crushing, but it sets us back another year that we had planned right. two and a half years. And so now we had to wait another year. And I had a tantrum for like, you know, X amount of time. I'm like, okay, time to get over that and move on. Right. But, um, but I you gotta hear get you. off
0: the axe and drive forward. We're always moving yeah, forward. I mean, that's what you got to focus yeah. on. We can't change we can, anytime yeah. something changes our direction, we, we can't, it makes zero sense to sit there and whine and cry about it because it happened. You can't change yeah. it. Um,
3: I think you have to allow yourself, you have to give in for like five minutes. Like you can't deny it. You can't yeah, I, I, it won't, I won't
0: argue with that. I you got to give in, that. but like, and
3: set, a like I will and there is set a, a timer. Grieving,
0: there's yeah. a grieving process. Yeah. Some things I'm kind of like, Obviously, I mean, if it's like a major, like you've lost someone you love or something like that, there's obviously that time before we move forward. But other things, I'm just like, well, it sucks, but hey, let's go. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Um, It's not like it'll never happen. It's just, you know, the timeline's different, the landscape's different. So, you know, let's look for the positive. We now have more time to plan. You're going to have better speakers. Yeah. Who knows? It may be at a better venue. Um, you have all this time to build things yeah, up. Yeah, no, We're and psyched for it now. I, I, and I look at that for the future of us. And although yeah. we are in a unique situation, Jason, going back to what we were talking about with people that are losing their jobs and stuff. I mean, there are some people out there that are really, really, really struggling. Yeah. And I'm really blessed. And I know you are blessed too with retirement pay. Um, you have a safety net and so do I. Um and thankfully, you know, Which the first You longer earned, to have- by
3: the way, you earned those nets. We, we did. Just- <laughs> and I won't ever
0: argue against that. I'll never yeah. I'll never say that. But uh um it just it is nice. I mean, we don't get to live our lives in the way that we were, but at least we're able to keep going. And I'm just looking at, okay, this new world is is we're gonna come out of this new world and there's gonna be this whole new virtual reality that exists. Yeah. Um that's kind of funny. I said virtual reality, but there will be this new virtual. <laughs> I was going to let it go. Just, yeah. yeah, no, I had to get it. Come on, make fun of it. Come on, you got to. That one was just angling. Just knock it down. So, uh, but there will be, and 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 the interesting thing is, you if you think about the younger generation that's grown up in this, already they had grown up in this virtual world. I mean, you talked about your son running around in the VR goggles, yeah. and now suddenly we're growing up in the pandemic world where. We're going to school through computers. We're meeting through computers. We really are moving down the road of that movie I was talking about in the beginning with Bruce Willis, where like they're living their lives virtually. Um, I think that's a little dangerous. We need that human interaction. I think everybody's seeing that. But at the same time, there are going to be people that do not go back. You're going to see businesses that are like, wow, you know, we can save a lot. Look at how much money we saved on travel in this whole pandemic. We don't need to send people. Zoom works great, even right. though I, I'll argue a little bit against that. But uh, I think on the business side, it's okay. How do we how do we grow um, on the webinar or in the coaching or in I'm looking at how can I do virtual consulting? Uh, you know, so I'm trying to develop programs in those areas. Yeah. But the good news is, those areas will be built up. And those areas will still exist when the speaking world opens back up, so they'll have both sides, whereas before this was just kind of like, yeah, I was starting to develop it so yeah. I, I look at it that way uh and and, and bringing all this back around Jason so that's why I think people need that motivation now more than ever. They need a reminder that this storm will end. they need a reminder that um that that the hope still exists and and they need to stop looking at what they've lost, and I know that's hard right now. When we're in the struggle, it's really hard to look at, you know, the fact that we may not get that back. You may not get your job back. Um, if you ran a business, you may not be able to resurrect your business. But you don't know what the future holds. And I've just I've been blessed to meet so many people that have been injured or wounded or something bad has happened to them, and out of that crisis or failure or or catastrophic event something new and more amazing grew out of it. And they look back at that moment and they were like, that sucked so bad. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for a moment because it made me better. It gave me this new path that I never would have taken if that had not happened. And I think that's what we need to, to convince people of that, that most people who are willing to drive forward and find that um,
1: they're better for
0: it afterwards.
1: Yeah. And that's, uh, I'm glad you said that. Cause that inspires me to, uh, To forge a better path on that, you said something earlier about, you know, when you're in the middle of something and that, you know, it's, it's that first ambush, which right now, America, especially, but the whole world really is going through it. And it made me right away. I was sitting there reflecting on, yeah, you know, I woke up from two and a half months in a coma to being told that I was, uh, you know, burned severely, disfigured, blind, lost half my fingers. and you know, I remember telling people, well, when can I go back to work? And even my closest friends, my doctors, they're like, Jason, you're you're never going back to work. You're not going to be able to shoot a gun again. And I, I was like, you guys are all wrong. And I believe in myself and I do believe in the future. And I, it took a lot of work, but I did accomplish those things. And my favorite movie of all time, by far is Shawshank Redemption and toward the end, right before Andy Dufresne, decides to quietly sneak out of the prison that he did not deserve to be in what did he tell red he said hope is a good thing and you're right you cannot lose hope it's it's everything because you don't know what the future holds and i to this day i wake up every day and uh and i've been doing it for well over a year now i subscribe to the theory there are no bad days it might be a good day it might be a great day but it's not going to be a bad day and it's my choice and that's because of you so you know finding something to be grateful for find, finding something to be laugh about to laugh about and finding a way to leave not only you your family your own backyard that day better than you found it but you can find a way to leave somebody else Better than you found them. And if you make somebody else's life better, then you're never gonna be a failure at anything. So we can still do that for each other. And uh that's why I'm glad we're doing this right now because I I really I was completely on the X with I'm losing touch with my social media, I'm losing touch with my ability to go virtual and get inspiration out there because I feel almost felt like too humbled. Like that's that's it's not fair to them. They're going through something that i shouldn't try to impose like hey cheer up but you thank you so much for the way you said that and you're going to notice a big uptick in the way i i go about it so this is why we do this
3: This it is is.
2: you're listening to the american snippets podcast Hey, Dave Brown here again, real quick, and we'll get right back to this week's episode. But first, I wanted to let you know about an offer that we just put out there. It's your chance to get a free T-shirt from American Snippets in conjunction with our brand new community called The Great American Syndicate. The Great American Syndicate is for proud, grateful, patriotic Americans, and and most importantly, driven Americans who have that entrepreneurial spirit, people who want to pursue more out of life and live their own version of the American dream. Our community is all about connection, collaboration, and contribution. So if you want to claim your free t-shirt, all you have to do is pay shipping and handling. Go to greatamericansyndicate.com. Supplies are limited, so act now.
3: Jason Schrechter, tell us the people that haven't heard. What did your friend? Your friends had to come up with a name to check you into the hospital, right? <laughs> I laughed so hard.
1: <laughs> oh my god, we still talk about this all the time. This is still yeah. the name of. I, I use this name all the time. Uh, Jason talks about using fake names like his kids and stuff. So, uh, and Jason probably went through the same thing when you are. Uh, and I say this humbly, but when you're involved in a high profile incident. Yeah. Barb, you went through a very high profile incident. Being a police officer, being in line of duty, when I was in the hospital, they are not going to tell people where you're at so that they can find you. It's a dangerous kind of thing. So we're two days into being my accident and I am 100% going to die. Like all the doctors are telling my family, Jason is not going to survive. So about 48 hours into the incident, the, one of the nurses walked into the area where all my police friends and family were sitting and said, hey, you guys need to tell us a code name that only you guys will know. So that uh, when you call to ask about Jason's condition or whatever, and uh, one of my friends, one of my closest friends from the academy without blinking an eye, he wrote down uh, my name was going to be Chris, C-R-I-S, and last initial P, Crispy. (laughs) It's just the best. And, And my entire family, from my mom to my sister, through their tears, through their devastation, through planning a funeral, they all said that they laughed their asses off. And to this day, that's my fantasy football team. That's my whatever. I will, I will use that name uh, as often as I can because I think it's uh, not it only fitting, but it's hilarious. And most of the time, the most humorous things are the ones that have the most truth in them. And, yeah. you know, I can't change the fact that I was burned. So might as well have some self-deprecating humor. And I, me and my friend Shane, who, who came up with that name, we, st- we still laugh about that all the time. It's a great story.
3: That's a, That's, awesome. That's a good one. That's a good. What do you guys think about that? And I want to get back to using humor again, because I, I always say I think humor is one of the most underutilized weapons against depression, oh. grief, anger, all, all of it. So how are well, some ways, like what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, uh, go, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Jace. I'm a huge fan. Although I feel I feel like we're such a politically sensitive society now that you can't say anything without offending someone. And it just drives me crazy. I mean, I watch politicians that make a joke and they're joking. They're trying to be funny. And then, of course, it gets turned into this political firestorm of, oh, my God, how insensitive. I can't believe they said that. And then they have to defend themselves for like, hey, I was just joking So it is sad that we are becoming this society that we can no longer have these funny, witty jabs that make people laugh. Um, Oh, my God. I mean, the SEAL teams and the military as a general the police force like this also. But I laugh and I miss the thing I miss the most about the SEAL teams is nothing was off limits race right. creed color religion nothing we made fun of everything and if it bothered you they'd make fun of it even more like it was like oh this bothers you let's apply the pressure until you pop and uh so yeah you got really good over the years if, if like you know if they did something that made you mad you quickly realize oh i gotta stop i gotta act like this doesn't bother me otherwise it will never stop um and it was just it was just hysterical. All the, I mean, perfect example. So like like Jason. So I got to the hospital, and uh, and after a couple of weeks, the doctors were like, "Hey, this is how we're going to have to put you back together." And they built a three D acrylic model of my skull with all the damage. I mean, literally, the right side just blown out, and just and they were like, "This is how we're going to do it." Well, before they did that, like friends of mine got a uh, a jack o' lantern. Like, so they brought in a jack-o'-lantern and they were like, hey, this is what you look like. This is what you're going to look like after we put you back together. So because it was September, it was almost Halloween. So, you know, they had access to this stuff or they had wired me shut. And I had a team guy that came into the room and was like, here, I brought you beef jerky, you know, because he knew that, A, I hadn't had anything really good after being in Iraq for six months. And B, he thought it'd be really funny. So I mean, it's it's the humor like that that uh, other people would get. Oh my God, that's so insensitive! But it's funny, (laughs) and we should be able to laugh at stuff like that.
3: I love it. I love it. And i am I think you know, there's some people that fall in line with that, and other people don't. I've certainly offended more than my fair share of people cracking widow jokes or whatever jokes. Like, and you know, I I let it go. You know, because I feel like if it's going to help you laugh through something, right? Like. Why should somebody care what makes yeah. you laugh? As long as you're not, you know, really attacking well, a, you. Somebody. You were
1: right about something, Barb. With and me and Jason could probably have a contest on uh, the amount of drugs that both of us have had flowing through our bodies in a hospital setting. I'm not talking about <laughs> illegal drugs, but we have both. <laughs> I'm oh, that's sure a whole nother, That's, yeah, a, whole that's nother, a whole other oh, contest. Oh,
0: did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that, that's a whole other contest, but. <laughs> it is 100% true that nothing, nothing in this world makes you feel the way a smile or laughter does instantaneously. And if you can't, if, if you're not able to smile, if you're not able to laugh, and especially like you just said, you you make widow jokes. Yes, it, you had a serious tragedy happen, but self-deprecating humor is absolutely the best you know you're not making fun of somebody else you're not even really making fun of yourself or the situation it's just the fact of life and would you rather cry and slam your head against the wall about it or would you rather find something to chuckle about and you have to do that I, I try to do that every day we laugh I, I can't even tell you how often I laugh whether it be with friends or with family and usually it's with humor most of the time it's my own kids just making fun of me at the way i you know mispronounce something with my skin grafts or what i'm doing with, with them watching me try to button a shirt or tie a tie uh, instead of offering help they'd rather just sit back with a you know a bag make, of popcorn make and fun
3: of you. oh that's this amazing is a great i love it show right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like laughter of any message anybody can get you have to find a way to laugh. And Jason mentioned political correctness. I think about this every night. So one of my, my things, my family tends to go to bed early. Like my wife, she's in bed nine o'clock. In Arizona from nine to 10 p.m., I get two reruns of Seinfeld every night. And I did not appreciate that show in the 90s the way I do now. And I've probably seen every episode 10 times it's mind numbing humor because I know every line. I know exactly what they're going to say. And I still am able to laugh, but it dawns on me every night. They'll say something. I'm like, oh man, that would not fly today. You would get in so right. much yes. trouble with yes. the way the world is. And I, and I have young kids I and very different. I have a 26 uh, year old daughter who's uh, becoming a psychologist. And then I have a, uh, almost 22 year old son. And, and to listen to them talk, we, we get into these heated debates. I'm like, you know, I, I, I respect what, what you're saying, but, but don't take away from like how me and Jason grew up back in, in the time we grew up, how our families raised us and what was acceptable. And when it comes to the military and cop, I mean, I was a homicide detective for three years. Do you think I spent three years and didn't laugh at all. Murder is not funny in any way. We laughed a lot because you've got to have that morbid. You have what to detach
3: yourself. All right. Hey, what Jason as we're, is
1: saying if you if you yeah, aren't if you are sensitive to something, you're, you're only gonna kid. Get get in worse as bad until you until you're completely crushed.
3: As, as we're um, tapping this off here, I want to ask the two of you each to go through walk through a couple like actionable steps that people can take when they're kind of like that deer in the headlights hit by something that has them completely just frozen or paralyzed, you know, when they're dealing with frustration and fear, what are some things you can do, you know, in the immediate aftermath or some things that they could do now as we're halfway through it and renewed people, people are protesting. What are some things people could like hop off of this interview and start applying in their own lives right now to help kind of take a breath and, and reboot a little?
1: All right. Well, I'm going to do this first because Jason, both of his books are incredible. His his strategies, his mindset, and what he has gone through is is second to none. Literally, my biggest inspiration and somebody I look up to. So I'm going to let him <laughs> close this out. Uh, you know, for me, I I live by the motto that that sometimes the most Beautiful, inspirational changes will disguise themselves as utter devastation, and you've got to be patient. One of my favorite people, Tim Brown, who survived the collapse of one of the towers on 9 that's what he simply says. Be patient in your grief. Be patient in your struggle. And when you are either coming out of an unexpected to steal from Jason ambush, life ambush, or whether you see one a storm brewing before you, before you take that next step, it's okay to, you know, take a deep breath and try to come up with a game plan, recognize what you have. What, what am I, I spend so much of my time. It's, it's not, it's not, how do I get through this day? It's, let me get to the next hour and see what I can see there. Because if you're, if you're standing in darkness right now, and I mean, you're just, the, the chaos, the darkness, the the weight is too much. If you just continue to stand there, the the visuals are not gonna change. Take at least two or three steps. Get to the next hour and then see what you see because guaranteed you're gonna see a little bit farther than you did before. So gratefulness, my mindset and keeping my perspective and then recognizing what works for me. There are days I can be, I can leave this interview and something can hit me that, that I'm just like, Oh, and I know what I need to do. I can jump on Instagram and I can go to Jason's page and see what he had to say. I can dial up my favorite song on my iPod. I can call one of my friends. I can do something that will get me out of that uh, one of my, to close out, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I've gone through a lot in the last 19 years, a pain that most people aren't going to understand. I've got this appearance. I've got limited eyesight. I've got all these things I could cry and whine about. But as we've been talking through this and you don't know what the future holds, you know what I got to do a couple of years ago? I got to walk my daughter down the aisle. And if somebody would have told me when I woke up from my coma, hey, hang in there because you don't know what the future holds i might not have been able to see that back then but that was one of those moments that i was like all right now i get it and i'll go back to that moment i'll go back to that feeling of being arm in arm with my daughter walking her down the aisle that's what the future held and for all of you out there going through something right now that's the possi- it it that's the hope that's the possibility and how you get through each day and with that i will let jason Sum this all up in a much better way.
0: <laughs> nah, man, you're you're living proof, bro. I mean, that's uh, the great thing. I mean, I get to meet amazing people like you. I mean, I I I love meeting people that um live many of the things that I speak about and many of the things that I've um things that I've gone through, but then to watch them do it also. And you're living proof of that. You know, people can get inspiration from you. Um, I, I, uh, uh, kid, he's 27. So, I mean, not really a kid, but a guy that follows me on Instagram, we brought him on live last night. What an amazing story. I mean, a kid, he grew up in uh, like really hard poverty stricken area of New York, you know, single mom, uh, you know, gang areas. And, and he made a choice that he wasn't going to go down that road. And he had everything stacked again against him. He has dyslexia. So he had a learning disability, he always struggled in school. His brother went the other path and ended up in jail. He fought and fought. When he first took the ASVAB to get into the military, they said it was the lowest score they had ever seen scored on the test. He scored like a four. I think the ASVAB goes from zero to 100, if I remember. And, uh, and they told him, you need to go find something else to do. But he found somebody to help him and finally got qualified and joined the Army. And he became an mp Now he's working in juvenile uh, corrections, and he's screening to become a marshal. That is a story of overcoming odds and adversity when everybody else said you couldn't. So I love stories like that. I love meeting people like that. It motivates me. So what do we do? How do we do that? I mean, that's the biggest question. And uh, so for me, I teach something called the React methodology. So right now, uh, when you get stuck, when you are stuck in your mind, maybe you're stuck in your business right now, we're all stuck in our homes. Um, you know, I, I tell people you've got to react to overcome. What I tell them is you're on the X, you can get on the X in your mind. You can get on the X in an actual firefight. You can get on the X in a business dealing. You can get on the X in a relationship. But the X is where you feel stuck and overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. And it's easy to curl up and lay down on the X and just feel sorry for yourself. But really, it's the last thing you need to do. Because the longer you sit on the X and feel sorry for yourself, the harder it is to get up and move forward. Um, So the very first thing, REACT is an acronym. And the very first thing you got to do is you got to recognize. You got to recognize you're in a crisis, that there is a problem. And you also, one of the biggest things about recognizing, you have to recognize that what's happened cannot be undone. There's no magic sauce that's going to undo it. Looking back at the past and wishing what you had in the past would magically come back is not going to happen. And there's a lot of people that waste a lot of time on the X wishing for that. And unfortunately, you know, you got to come to grips, go through the grief process of what you've lost, and then it's time to move forward. So, recognizing that this crisis has happened is step one. E stands for evaluate your assets and inventory. So, finally, now we need to look at okay, there's a problem. Where do I go from here? Well, what do I have to bring to bear to the problem? Um, you know, do I have family? Do I have friends? Do I have you know, do I have my cousin Vinny, who's a business mentor? Maybe I'm going to reach out to him because it's a business crisis. Or maybe I have a cousin who's an attorney and I need legal legal advice. Or maybe I have two friends, Barb and Jason, who are amazing motivators and I need their advice to, to help me get off this X because I'm really struggling in depression right now. You know, these these are assets in my inventory that I can utilize to drive forward. Number three is you've got to assess, A, in React is assess best options and outcomes. Now that we know our assets and our inventory, you know, we've got our tools laid out on the table in front of us. Now we decide which tools to use, what options to to yield the best outcome. And this is probably one of the harder ones, because we need to look further down the road and we need to be realistic. If I take option A, realistically, what would the outcome look like? And if I take option B, what would that outcome look like? And, uh, and, and, and then you also need to think about, well, what happens if I choose option A and that fails? Well, guess what? You're back on the X, but that's okay. You know, now we move to the next option. And sometimes that's hard to come to grips with because we're already in pain being on the X. Um, and, and sometimes it's going to get harder before it gets easier. So th- those are all things to come to grips with. But no matter what, we lay out our options on where we're going to go. Number four is you got to choose and communicate. So we choose the direction we're going to go and we communicate it to people around us. And this accomplishes two things. One, it accomplishes, um, it, it, it sets a path and uh, it, it, it gives some accountability with us because once you've chosen and you've articulated it to somebody else, guess what? People are starting to expect you to do it. Oh, you said you were going to do this. Why well, haven't you done it yet? And it also, there's something about human nature that, If we have something swirling around in our mind, it's just in our mind. And it's easy to just sit back and let it continue to swirl. But once you voice it, you now have made it into an actionable item. And there's a little bit more uh, human nature, just desire, urgency to execute on it. And number two, when you communicate it to other people, it gives not only you, but it gives them hope. It's like, oh, my God, we've been in this crisis. We've been on the X. We're stuck. And suddenly somebody says, Hey, I've got a plan, and this is where we're gonna go. And people are excited. In a crisis, people want to be told what to do. And if you tell them, This is where we're gonna go, suddenly they're like, Hey, that guy said this is where we're going. And right now we're all overwhelmed. So I'm going with him. Sounds good. Let's go. And then the last one take action, execute, execute, execute. Movement is life, guys. When you're on the X, uh, the best thing you can do is just get up and execute. Even, even if it's a short movement, Uh, at least you started momentum. That momentum is one of the greatest things you can have because you can build on it. So control what you can. A lot of people, when they're on the X, they focus on the things that they have absolutely zero control over. We can't control this virus. We can't control speaking engagements coming back. Um, We can't control, you know, there's a lot of things beyond our control, but what can we control? Well, we can control our mindset. We can control what we do in a day. Uh, We can control, um, you know, whether we work out or not, or whether we eat healthy or not, or whether we, um, you know, do some productive things, or whether we just binge watch Netflix all day, every day. Um, You know, there's a balance in all of that in this. So if I have one final actionable item, and this is something that uh, I talk about in my book, but I didn't realize it has become the go-to that everybody is clinging to right now. And, uh, it is, I call it, how do you move the needle in your life every day, especially in a crisis, if you boil it down to the most basic thing, and I call it the rule of three P's. So if you want to continue to feel good about yourself, human beings, whether it's a crisis or whether it's normal, we are built on structure and progress. So we like to have structure in our lives. We like to have some structure right now. That's all been thrown out the window. And we like to have progress. We like to accomplish things. We feel good about ourselves when we accomplish things. So if you're not doing either of those, what's going to happen is you're going to start to feel bad about yourself, you know? So get up, make your bed, get dressed and and do, write down three things every day. The rule of three Ps, one physical thing, one personal thing and one professional thing. So one physical thing, I'm going to go walk for 30 minutes. There you go. That's your physical goal for the day. Make sure you execute it. Um, or maybe for me, it was, I'm going to do a chest and try workout today. So that was my goal that I executed. Number two is a personal goal. Um, so it's anything in your life that will have a positive effect on your personal. So maybe it's, um, you know, I'm going to call Jason Shuckley today and I'm going to reach out to him and see how he's doing. That's my personal goal today. Or I'm going to call my mom, or I'm going to dinner with my family, or I'm going to play a game with my family, or I'm going to balance my budget. or I'm going to clean my closet, any of these things. Move the needle in your life. And the last one is professional. If you're out of work right now, and maybe you were, um, maybe you were a uh, uh, um, a server in a restaurant, and your restaurant has been closed down, and you're like, oh my God, where do I go from here? Well, maybe you didn't want to be a server your entire life. And so maybe now's the time to start looking at, well, where else could I go? You know, I always thought about being, I'm going to come up with something crazy. I have a haberdasher. And, uh, you know, maybe you're starting to research how to be a haberdasher, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to a uh, tailor and help people. So anyways, the bottom line is do some things that are going to move the needle for you professionally. If you follow the rule of three P's, I guarantee you'll get to the end of the day. Even if you, even if you want to watch Netflix, some uh, you'll get to the end of the day, as long as you check those things off and you'll be like, you know, I feel all right about myself. Cause I, I, I built some structure. And I made some progress. And those two things is what gives people self-worth.
3: Awesome. And I think those are especially helpful right now, like you said, when you can't control anything else, or you know, you can't go into that office, everything is upside down. So I think that's that's really cool. Um, it's something that people could hop off this and there's still time, the day is still young. They could still write down those three things and get them done today. Right, and actually, I'll challenge anybody who does listen to uh, reach out and message us and let us know what those things are, and I'll pass them on or message you, Jason. Put it on your Instagram. Which is what? Where can they find you guys on Instagram?
1: Jason Redmond, WW.
3: Okay. At Schechter
1: Lee underscore this.
3: All right, awesome. And where can they connect with you all? You know, to follow you, to hop on your websites, to see what you're doing, to figure out how to get some coaching from you all, etc
1: mine is burningshield.com uh, my book is titled Burning Shield I uh, just got a new shop that went live so you can get some some shirts and uh, some hats and some other stuff um, and I'm easy to contact my email's on there and, and I'm the only one who reads them and answers them so I'd love for anybody to reach out Facebook uh, Instagram, Twitter I'm all over the place uh, so uh, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of
3: Great. And Jason Redman, you have, for people catching this live now, you have your own live event here in about two hours, right?
0: I do. So we've got a, uh, this is a, a small um, small fee paid webinar, and it's individuals who are talking on uh, mindset, emotional intelligence, and human resources. So three components of navigating through this. If you're a business owner, if you're a parent, really, if you're, if you're a human being, then there are subjects here that'll apply to you. And then uh, next week on the 28th, we're doing another free speaker summit. So it's a great opportunity for us to to showcase and and give amazing speakers like Jason an opportunity to get out there and tell their story and to motivate and inspire people. So um, next week we've got a uh, we've got a strong military presence. Next week we have a uh, uh, retired U.S. Coast Guard Captain uh, Martha Kotite. We have a uh, wounded warrior. Brian Fleming, who is an author. We have a U.S. Army veteran and author, Brent Magnuson. We have uh, Ray Cash Care. Uh, Mr. Conker himself will be on there. And then uh, uh, Sean Lopez is a Marine that I talk about in my book. So we've got a great lineup of some really inspirational speakers. So um, if you guys want to check that out, you can go to EagleRiseSpeakers.com. My website is JasonRedman.com. That's my speaking site. My coaching uh, and and store is getoffx.com, and there you can find me. Uh, I have a group coaching program called The Overcome Army. It is all about how do you become the best version of yourself and uh, many of the things that I talked about today, how we stay off the X, how we move the needle in our lives through the three P's, and something I teach called the Pentagon Peak Performance. All that is there.
3: Excellent guys thank you so this hour flew I had questions I didn't even get to but that's okay we got to the ones that we were meant to get to I think so um thank you again both for being here and you know enjoy your apocalypse
1: thank you guys thank you you're the best Jason always good to see you love your brother be in touch and uh to everybody out there
2: All right, everyone. There you have it. That wraps up another episode of American Snippets. Thank you so much for tuning in today. What I'd like for you to do now is I highly encourage you to go back and listen to both podcast episodes and interviews with the Jason's. Episode number 108 is with Jason Redman. Episode number 93 is with Jason... Schechterly, You're going to enjoy both of them. They both have incredible stories, super inspiring. So again, I highly encourage you to check both of those out. If you got any value out of today's episode uh, or any episode we've done in the past, please share this podcast with a friend. Let them know what we're doing here. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. Instagram, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, at American Civets. We publish a lot of other content uh, on those social media sites as well. And don't forget, visit us online at AmericanSippets.com. You can see all of our guest interviews and every one of our podcast episodes. Each and every week, we do a full featured article on every one of our guests. You can watch the video interviews there. uh, And we also include uh, the social media profiles and links that you can use to follow our guests online. Again, if you got any value out of today's episode, it impacted you in any way, helped you in any way, all that we ask is that you please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Again, we appreciate you being here today. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are.